0: Running with Jake, the quick hit. Hi, this is Jake from Running with Jake, the podcast. Full episodes are released every Wednesday, but this is the quick hit, which is audio taken from one of the live videos on my social channels. This one is from the Instagram lives that I do every Friday with ex-GB athlete, fellow coach, and my friend, Joe Wilkinson. To follow us both on Instagram, just search for Running with Jake and Running Joe 10K. Let's get into it. I'm in the standing position at the moment. I feel I need to get a little bit animated for this one today, so... The desk is in the upright position. Oh my goodness. I'm ready to Maybe go. Maybe I
1: should stand up. No, no, it doesn't now, work. Oh, <laughs> don't God. Do, that. Sit down don't again. do that. I've got a new so, chair though. Look, a new chair. Nice. So I'm trying be to be nice. sit in it a bit more. Is it er- is it ergonomic? Is it ergonomic? It is ergonomic. Yeah, it definitely said that on the box. So it I love be. that
0: word. I love that <laughs> word. It's amazing. Well, look, we're not talking about ergonomical chairs today. We're talking about planning routes, which we are. This is something that I think is I think is really helpful for people. I think it's easy to get a bit bored of routes and things like that. And sometimes, because I was thinking earlier, Joe, it'd be nice if today's really practical as well. If we give people some. Tips and tricks, thoughts, and sometimes some really simple things that perhaps people haven't thought of that may help them to plan some new routes ready for next year. And it is very relevant because you've obviously recently moved. I'm in Winchester. I've not been here that long. I want to ask you, how's your route planning going? Are you just <laughs> hang fly with a T? Are you winging it or are you, what are you doing to plan routes? Have you got that far yet?
1: Oh, well, the reason I sigh. So, great thing about moving is there's lots of new routes but the downside of moving are there's lots of new routes (laughs) so I'm kind of in that I'm just caught between those two sort of polar opposites it is brilliant to explore isn't it but there's something nice about just going out knowing how long a route takes knowing where to go it knowing how hilly it is and all of that stuff and I'm just caught in the middle of Yeah, it's great, new routes, new routes, but I can't find any decent loops at the moment. We were having a conversation midweek, weren't we? And I was saying, you know, I used to have my three miles, my five miles, my seven miles, my nine miles, my off-road, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, can't find them at the moment, but I'll get there. I am so old-fashioned. I love a good OS map, and so I always order myself a custom-made OS map, sit there with it on the lounge floor for hours, loving it. So I have got that and I am looking at it. Um, not right now, obviously, but uh, yeah, just trying to plan some routes. But then, of course, you have to go out because what looks on paper or on a map is not always as it is when you go and run it, is is it? And that can be I, a bit of a shock.
0: I, I think, that, I mean, straight away, the first thing you said there is... You, time you've got to make time haven't you because if we are short on time it's like right I've, i've got a crack on i've only got this short window you want to stick to what you know because you can pretty much you have a rough idea if you're running on distance you might know what the 10k takes how long well if you're running on time obviously you're running on time you know when you're going to be back so i think it's being open to explore i think is something that's really important for many reasons actually and i think it's really helpful when it comes to planning routes because you can't just magically create this wonderful route and it's perfect and it's traffic free and you're not going to get attacked by a chase you've got to be up for exploring so i know run 657 run who is a bit of a mouthful who's just joined us i know that um, gabby you love to get out there and just explore and try new routes and it's almost like being a kid again I'm reading a book at the moment, Joe, which is brilliant. I mean, I'm only a few chapters in. You're called really Wayf-
1: reading a book?
0: I'm reading a book. I read every <laughs> night called, called Wayfinding, which is the art and science of losing okay. and finding your way. And it's okay. basically talking about the importance of getting into or, orientating yourself and understanding your environment, but also just being a kid again and going to explore. Because as we get older with the likes of GPS and we're short on time, we want to jump in the car and get to where we're going really quickly. We kind of lose that ability because we don't, we're do not we not as curious as perhaps we once were. That is something that I genuinely love about running. I love when I move to a new area, or even if it's like as a temporary thing, like a away for the weekend, I love to go and find new routes and explore. So I think you've got to do that. But you could start simply by, you mentioned the OS map, you can steal routes from your mate Strava quite easy. <laughs> Let's be honest, just go, and I did this the other day, right? So this is a good example. So... I had a little look at people running in the area, still new to it. I was like, right, what what can I do? What, okay, that, that looks like a reasonable distance. But then I'm thinking to myself, that looks like country lanes to me. Are there going to be pavements? I said this to you the other day when we spoke. Now, I'm not a big fan of running on country lanes when they're quite narrow and you, there's passing places where you've got to stop and you can feel a bit vulnerable, especially if you want to listen to music for those runners that do. You know, it's, it's difficult when you're running into oncoming traffic and stuff like that. So I needed to just go and explore and just, right, I'm just going to go and look for myself because if this route is not good for me, then I need to chalk, you know, either chalk it up and add it to the list of routes or I need to say, look, I can't do that. Well, I did this route. Sure enough, it was proper narrow and everything. So I said, right, that lane is completely out for me. But I know the other roads that are perfect. So I've made a note of that. And now I've got to kind of piece it together like a bit of a jigsaw. So it does take some time. But I think it's worth investing that time, especially like in the next few weeks and maybe a couple of months for next year. So you've got, like you mentioned, your classic kind of three-mile, five-mile, six-mile, seven-mile or whatever. Just those runs in the week are so important. And I think there's some... There is a difference between the on-road and off-road though, isn't isn't there, Jo? I mean what when you're mapping kind of road routes and, and exploring new routes, how do you do that? Do you just do you just go for it or it's a bit easier, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so, so I do both. Um I like to have a combination of both. But just to pick up one thing of what you said, I think the thing for me that you have to accept when you move somewhere new or you're trying a new route is you're not going to get the maximum training benefit from that run because the purpose of that run probably is more about seeing if this route works which means there might be stopping and starting for navigation as you say you might come across something unexpected that's not as runnable as you thought it was so it is that a little bit of that mindset about thinking right so you, you know yesterday got some new trail shoes, they were amazing, um, went out and thought, right, the purpose of this run is actually to explore a few off-road routes in these new shoes and I don't really mind how long it takes me or stopping or starting or all the rest of it. Messed about, took loads of photos, absolutely fine. But it wasn't a great training run as such because there was all that other stuff going on. So that, I think you just have to get your head around that, don't you? When you start a new route, it's not going to be brilliant first time you do it, but you've got to see the potential. And then going yeah. back to what you say, yeah, I think, you know, I like a combination because I like to mix everything up throughout the week or or over sort of uh, several weeks. And so I like a combination of a road route, which could be quite undulating, quite hilly. But then I like my routes, I do my intervals and my faster sessions and my faster runs. And so I really want those to be quite flat, again, probably road or quite firm. And like you say, not stop starting. So maybe on a really, really narrow country lane, much as I love country lanes as you say if they're really narrow particularly around here you've got to stop and get to the side because otherwise there's no way a car's going to get by you so yeah it's it's different things i look for and like i say i try and you have to just go out and explore but i try and i like to map it out first because i guess that's my control freak thing you said you like exploring i kind of like to have a bit of an idea where i might be and how i might get home again at the end of it but um Yeah, but I'm just a map geek. I just love my map, I can't
0: have Uh, it. You and me both, (laughs) I I absolutely love it. In fact, um, this rather blank wall at the side of me, that will have a map of Winchester and the surrounding area. Um, I've been looking at getting one of those printed and framed up there because, not just because I like the look of it and I like maps, but actually I think it's really useful as well. I use the OS map on 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 the monitor and that's useful and you can get into the detail, but it's nice as an overview, like you say, big map on the floor in the lounge or whatever, you can really look at where you are. And just going back to what you said, About well, effectively not trying to ace the route the first time you go out there. So I think you were talking about the the type of session. You know, you're not going to go and explore when you're doing an interval session or something. You need to be open to stop, start, get it wrong. Sometimes there's not friction, but sometimes Martina and I can have had moments (laughs) like that when we've been out there where she she just wants to keep going. If we're running together, I'm like, no. The idea is we need to kind of check out where we are here. You know, I'm like you, I like to map it out loosely at the start, but then I'm also open to kind of just, once I'm out there, try and take in the environment. And I think it's a little mistake that people can potentially make with either mapping routes or not mapping at all, or kind of just avoiding the whole thing and sticking to what they know, is trying to make the route circular. Now, yes, that's really useful, but from the, and it's nice to do a circular route, but from the off, when you're exploring and building this circular route, it might not be circular because you might have to go out and back a bit and go, oh, bloody hell, that was a dead end. That's no good. Or actually, you know, there's a, there's a, a, this leads to a bridge over the railway, which happened to me the other day, and that's not ideal, or it's okay for certain sessions. So you've got to be open to make a few mistakes. And I think if you are going to explore in the truest sense, so you've not really mapped anything, you're out there, you, and it doesn't mean you're in the deepest, darkest kind of national park. It could just be from your front door. You just want to be curious about what road you go down. I think when you are exploring, explore early in the route, because yeah, it, 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 <laughs> for obvious reasons. But it's definitely worth mentioning, I think, Joe. And I say this to Martina a lot. As I get later into the run, and that could be a sixty-minute target run, or it could be three hours, I'm less likely to go down to turn left because I don't know where left goes, but I know where right goes. Whereas in the early part, you can just—it doesn't matter. Just go for it, be a kid. Because actually, if you go down the wrong road, guess what? You turn around and come back. But you're only going to turn around and come back if you're really happy and you've accepted the whole doesn't have to be a circular route thing. So I definitely think you have to manage your mind a a little bit. And there's a time and a place to do this sort of stuff. I can see Southampton AC watching this. And interestingly, um, we did our first and only run, actually, in Southampton recently. We'll go back. Apparently, it's where they do the park (laughs) run, I think. the common. Southampton common, isn't it? Is that right? I've got that right. But that was massive. I mean, to the locals, it's probably not. It's like, well, I, you know, know, it like the back of their hand. We didn't know where we were going. But again, we were just open to go around. And if you look at the, um, the Strava map, it's kind of just all over the place. It's yeah. a bit of a nightmare. Do you use any of the tech like Strava and Garmin or whatever? I know you're a Garmin user, Joe. Do you use any of the tech to look at like heat maps and things and popularity to see so, where
1: people run? So you know I do not use Strava at all. <laughs> I use Strava maybe occasionally to stalk other people, um but definitely not for myself, um which is in another conversation, so I don't use Strava, but Strava heat maps I know are I do recommend looking at them to other people um but yeah, just I just don't get on with it um actually, I started with a new runner, and she started you know I started coaching her the other week, and we were just having a conversation about some of the runs, and she likes to do. Off road sort of trail Sunday runs that are all a bit all over the shop, and uh, and and we end up this is this is a first call with her with me, obviously trying to kind of get to know her a bit as a coach. And she ends up advising me on um, using my Garmin and GPX files. And like, well, what do you mean? You what do you mean you use a paper map? You know, you've got to subscribe. So, great tip, haven't quite followed it up yet, um, but subscribing apparently to os which is 20 pounds a year to subscribe and then you can download the gpx file onto your garmin and off you go and it will tell you where to go so um i haven't used that yet because as i said i remember once oh, uh, oh, i was doing you know when you do marathon training and therefore you need to kind of plan these longer routes don't you and i do love a good loop on a long run because then i think mentally there's no pop out um and and I just posted a picture of me holding this map. And someone said, oh, my God, what are you doing running with a paper map? So, <laughs> I've upgraded now. I actually have a photograph of the map um, on my phone, which is quite good because I'm also blind as a bat. So I can kind of enlarge it and actually read it. <laughs> but well, actually, that's that's <laughs> so very useful. No, I take the map. That
0: That's very useful. If you do lose the signal, you know, I, I think if you're running from your front door and it's not too far and it might be an off-road run, by the way, some people live in that kind of place where you can be out the door and you're off-road. I know you are at the moment, Joe, we're not a million miles away here on the edge of Winchester. So if, if you are running from your front door, there's less kind of risk and you know, you know, you're not that far away. Maybe you can hear the motorway. So you always kind of can orientate yourself. But I think if you are in, in being a little bit more adventurous, then the obvious stuff, of take a paper map is ideal. Definitely take your phone. Um, but also like what you did there with the taking a screen grab, screen photo or photo of the map or whatever. It's great because if you do lose signal, at least you can see where you are. Just picking up on the GPX stuff that you mentioned there, which I think is is really useful and really interesting. I subscribe for to the OS map. I mean, there's other apps out there depending on what you want to use, but for me, I like the OS one. It's kind of like the classic one and I've, I've been a subscriber for years, Joe. I absolutely love it. And you can map the routes out as you rightly say, and it's definitely worth spending the time doing that. But what you can also do if you subscribe to OS is you can go and do a run using your watch, whichever watch it is. I'm a Garmin user, but I guess it works with all watches. And then you can go to, certainly on Garmin, you can download the GPX file, which is really easy to do. So you've got it on your computer. And then you can upload it to the OS map. So all of a sudden, you can see where you went wrong for example, because you can okay. see your actual... That's great for you, you know, with a new area and stuff. You can, you can
1: put the route <laughs> I on I thought you were going to say, because I always get lost.
0: Because <laughs> you all get lost. But you could look at the map and go, I should have turned left at the cow. If only I'd have known, I should have turned left at the cow. Next time, next time. Story,
1: so the down, isn't there nothing worse than you're going around a circular route and you're about three quarters of the way round? so you don't really want to go back, do you? And there's a whacking great and a massive horse drinking water from its trough by the gate out of the field <laughs> that you're trying to get out of. Oh my God, this is me yesterday. I'm there having a conversation with this horse. He was not moving and kept sort of, I don't know what he was doing, but I think it was kind of threatening. And um, in the end, I ended up climbing through the barbed wire fence because I was so scared of this horse.
0: <laughs> what? Why do you think I go out with a vet?
1: I just do these runs with
0: Martine, like your department, <laughs> I'll be I'll be here drinking water. Oh time God! Shoes. I needed
1: someone with me at that point because I off was absolutely petrified, just thinking, "No, it's fine. It's okay, Mr. Horse." We'll be but right. it's
0: very it's very true, actually, Joe. Because Climbed if, if anybody, the
1: bloody fence, and then it moved off. I was like, <laughs> "You are kidding me! You are kidding me!" <laughs> if anybody is new to
0: off road running and and getting into that whole world, then it can be a little bit kind of off off putting. It can you know it can throw you a little bit. I mean, I'm used to kind of the off road, and I'm used to having to deviate due to lots of cows or horses or whatever, it's congregating around the star, you don't really fancy squeezing your way through. So you don't even bother risking it. And you have to sort of turn back. It's unlikely you're gonna get, obviously on road routes, you're gonna get issues where you've got to turn around. I mean, there are some flooding issues here and there over the years we've experienced. But I think in the main, you've got to be, I think a little bit more adaptable in the mind or open to it when you are on the off road. Yeah, Because it's and not, I
1: think-
0: not so easy.
1: Yeah, and I think just um, on a safety point, you know, if you're running fast and you see a, a lot, well, any animal, sheep, horse, cow, you name it, you know, treat them with a bit of respect because uh, if they run at you, that's going to be rather painful. Um, so, you know, compromise your running for animals, as you would for cars as well. We don't like want that. that. <laughs> I mean, look, what,
0: you mentioned safety. What is the bottom line with regards to finding new routes and being creative with your routes and exploring good routes. What do you, what, what makes a good route? Well, ideally you want it to either be, I think fun slash interesting to you. It yep. doesn't have to be, but fun slash interesting, certainly practical. And it could be both of them. I think if you've got both of them, you've nailed it, haven't you? It's fun. It's interesting. And guess what? It suits the interval session or the hill repeat session or whatever. Of course it can't always be that way, but I think it needs to tick one or both of those boxes, but it always needs to be safe. And that brings me nicely on to, I want to pick up on something you said about the longer runs of creative sort of runs, like people perhaps doing marathon training or half marathon stuff with the time we've got. Um, but just on, because I made a few notes here on, on hills as well, because this is something that's quite personal to me at the moment, because we're looking for the perfect hill or hills for various sessions that require us to run uphill. So if you are planning perfect routes or changing your routes it can be easy to think about just a circular easy route no you've got to find the right environment so that could be sourcing one two or three mile loops that are really useful for like tempo runs where it's a continuous effort for you know that kind of length of time you perhaps don't mind doing it a few times but you don't want to be doing like you know 300 meters round and round, round. so you've got to find the right kind of routes for you i think if you get into things like 5k time trials you want to find a route that's not you've got to think about junctions leading off and have you got to cross yeah. roads and just there's probably more to think about, I think, than we perhaps realize. So I made some notes on sourcing hills. So if you're looking at getting some new routes and you wanna do some hill repeats, think about the gradient. So we've said this before in various lives, Joe, you don't always want it like, and rarely do you want it oh, like steep. If you're doing serious hill sprints and they are very short and very steep and you're going for it, generate maximum power, that's a different thing. But in the main, when it's an aerobic session, You want to be thinking about a nice gradual gradient. You've got to think about the length of it. You've got to think, are there pavements? If not, how wide is it? Is it safe? Is it busy? Whether that's people, whether that's that's cars. So you've got to think about where is it in relation to where I live? So if I'm going to be running from home, is that a nice warm-up? Is it too close to home? Is it too far away? You know, getting these things in place now, I think, and certainly into January, I think will really help you towards your perhaps spring goals because you can just park stuff then. And you can just kind of focus on what you really want to be doing. Um, did you want to add something to that, Joe? Because I just want to mention something about creative long sessions. <laughs> do you? Not to do a uh, crossroads, is it? Um, no, I'm not going to mention that.
1: <laughs> I'm not. So, uh, no, just to say with heels, yeah, I think the mistake people make with heels are they think it has to be really steep. It doesn't. If you're doing a long hill rep, um, a more gentle incline actually is better. Because if it's too steep, you just literally your heart rate will go out of the ceiling um, and your legs will fall off and you won't make it up there with the intensity that you want. So actually, don't always think it's got to be steep. Um, just, you know, gradual is, is fine. And and you are always restricted by what you've got around you. But, um, you know, a hill can always be shorter because you don't have to run as far up it or you can start halfway <laughs> up it, but it can never be longer than it is. So I think you have to bear that in mind as well. Although what you can do is do kind of the continuous hills almost particularly if it's got an up and down where you're literally going over and then back up the other side which can be quite a nice kind of um version of hill sessions as well so it, it just sort of depends on you know i would say to people this is what i'd like from a training perspective but obviously tell me what you've got and then we'll adapt the session to, to meet that but definitely it does not have to be a massive vertical climb
0: yeah Um, you've got you you've got to look at what you've got access to haven't you joe i mean like you say when we're setting sessions for runners some people live in the flatlands, some people live in like seriously hilly i've just started working with a guy that he's just it's just hills 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 so i've asked him about treadmill is that an option is it available have you got access are you open to it because i believe there's a place for it and it means you can run on the flat so it's about definitely about getting creative but if you don't have access to certain things and you can't do certain sessions, just accept that you can't do them. So you mentioned kind of like the the continuous hills or the Kenyan hills, which is a form of, you know, like where you're following a loop or going over and back. You might not have access to the perfect circuit, in which case, you know, it's probably not worth worth looking at doing. Did you want to jump in there, Joe?
1: Yeah, I was just going to say what um, Run 657 Run has put on there as well. The other thing is time of day. So, you know, they're saying, well, it's too busy at certain times of day, but actually the biggest problem for most people is lack of lighting particularly this time of year, you know, not everybody is comfortable running with a chest light or a headlight. And that's actually And not everybody feels safe in the dark either. And you are less safe in the dark in the sense that other people, cars in particular, whatever can't see you. So um, I think, you know, you, you just have to, again, you just have to accept that and adapt around it. If you can only run at times when you're running in the dark at this time of year, you've got to find a route that works for you. And you know be mindful that if you're running an off-road route uh it's much more difficult to see uneven ground and perhaps you know you've got to be confident in your ability to run fairly unseen over uneven ground if you're doing it in the dark and if you're not confident you're probably going to compromise your running so actually you know stick to something that that you feel safer running on in terms of concrete or pathway or things like that you know there is an air of being practical about it and being pragmatic we'd all love wouldn't we to have the perfect training environment but we live where we live (laughs) so we've got to adapt around us and we've only got the time so we can't always drive to get to a great location um you know if you've got all the time in the world you you can um but if you haven't then you've only got the time to stop and start your front door well you're going to have to be adaptable but you know as we said that's just that's just adapting your mindset which i think you have to do to training most effectively anyway you know adapt to what else is going in your life in your life and, and fit your training around it in terms of the actual physical environment that you have. But you were going to I say mean, that long run Sorry. Yeah, I
0: was. Yeah, no, you're okay. I mean, some, no, you're absolutely right, Joe. Sometimes needs must, you know. Uh, the bottom line is if you don't feel safe in it, especially if it's some form of quality session where you need to feel quite relaxed both physically and mentally and you need to execute accordingly. You're elsewhere in your mind if you're running somewhere unsafe. And while you don't necessarily need great vision, you don't need to see a mile in front of you. You're only running you know, directly in front. You only need to see the ground in terms of safety. There's other factors where it come, when it comes down to running in the dark. And you've just got to make sure you're okay with that or you're not okay with that. If it's not safe, simply don't do it and, and be adaptable like you're saying. So long run, this is something that I'm going to do. We did it. Did we do it? Ah, oh, We tried to do it, but there was a problem. So if you've got access to a, um, a running track, an athletics track, I think that can be a great tool, not just for serious intervals that are, the track is kind of designed for, but actually just as a safe space where you can switch off and you can just narrow your session. Now, obviously, if it's a really long session and you're literally doing it over just 400 meters, it's going to get a bit mind-numbing. But let's say you're doing a long run for something like a half or a full marathon, and you're getting a little bit creative, this is perhaps nearer the time when you really get into the thick of the training, and you're dropping in some threshold work, maybe a bit of 10k effort, depending on goals and stuff. You could use the track as a starting point. So, depending again where the track is in relation to where you are, and usually for long runs, we normally set a bit more time aside, and we're probably more up for having to commute somewhere if possible, drive somewhere. If you use the the track as your starting point, so you pay for the track or whatever. Let's say you then need to go and do 20 or 30 minutes as an easy run. You don't need to just stick around the track. As long as the track are okay with that, you just tell them, look, I'm, you know, I'm going to disappear off. and I'm going to come back and use the track for your quality elements. And then if you're doing another section of say easy running 30 or 40 minutes, you can disappear off again. Maybe there's a nice loop that you can run from the track and back and then use the track for your quality elements. So it's about getting creative to use that word again, being open to explore and just thinking outside the box a little bit because it is a bit of a playground out there. I think, no matter where you live, you know, if you're really willing to just take the blinkers off and get out there, I love it. I love it, Joe. I love it. <laughs> is, is there anything else you want to add before I wrap up this chat around route planning?
1: No, I think just be clear about, you know, what do you want to get from the run? What's what are my main goals of this run? Training, having a bit of fun, exploring, you know, or, or whatever it might be, and then avoid cows. Fine avoid definitely avoid cows do you know five people a year get killed by cows that's a little thought for you next time you meet one um i bet those five people didn't think they were going to be killed by a cow
0: (laughs) and on that bombshell (laughs) this brings us to the end of today's a chat around thank you very much joe for that cows can kill you
1: (laughs) you should see the ones on the top of the hill where i live oh my god they're massive
0: it's a jungle out there stay safe (laughs)
1: Have a good weekend, running, guys.
0: We'll be back. We'll be back next Friday. Are we back next Friday, Joe. Are we back next Friday? Yes,
1: we are back next Friday. Oh, next cool. Friday, we've got an amazing topic to talk about as well.
0: I'll see you next Friday.
1: We haven't quite nailed the title yet. At the moment, it's a paragraph long, but never mind. If you want to catch up on this
0: live, why would you want to catch up on this live? You can watch it on, our, on this page or you can check out the podcast, Running With Jake podcast. Just search on your podcast app and you can listen to it in audio form and hear all about Dangerous Cows. Joe, it's been a pleasure. Have a great I weekend think. all. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. That was Running With Jake, the quick hit. Hear the brand new full-length podcast every Wednesday or catch up now by searching Running With Jake, the podcast.